0: When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that will depart and arrive
1: on time. The ones that will take you from clown to trapeze, squad to elephant, see. I'll come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense.
0: That means you're tuned in, and it's time, for there are some who call me Tim. I never time it right. Tim. I'll try one for Tim. Uh, Hey, welcome to Some Call Me Tim, the podcast on Mutiny Radio, where we talk about what individuals believe in, whether it be uh, God, gods, cats, cats. Conspiracy theories, Jesus, Judaism, Islam, whatever it may be, uh, Mormonism, etc., etc., etc. And we have special guest today, Drew Medecki.
1: How you doing?
0: Hey, great. Excited to have you all the way from Fremont. Long drive. Yeah, and we are actually very... Uh, I am also a Livermoron. I was born in Livermore.
1: Really? You're yes, I was. I just grew up there.
0: I was born at Livermore Memorial Hospital there in Livermore in 1974 and uh, so I'm a Livermoron and grew up in that in that area I used did you you go to Livermore High
1: I did go to Livermore High
0: yeah you know what we used to run cross-country against you guys and I hated it. it was always hot and it was like in this weird dust bowl like this quarry in the back of your high school it was awful there were no trees there was no shade it was brutal it was like running in and i always hoped that it'd be later in the season when we had to run against livermore because if it was early in the season like beginning of september it was just like running in like the desert
1: yeah even back awful. then we were having like the indian summers so your class of 92 92 yeah so was i oh look at that But you went to Granada?
0: No, I went to San Ramon. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. You went to San Ramon. Yeah, I went to San Ramon.
0: But we ran... You guys were still... And it was funny because even back then, your track was a gravel track. It was the only one... Or there were a couple. We still didn't have the springy track yet that was, like, cool and everything. But yours was, like, the worst...
1: That sounds right. ...track.
0: So, because I ran cross-country and track and it was always we were just in the same division and I'm like are they poor in Livermore because everyone else is rich in you know Danville that whole corridor is like all rich people
1: well yeah at that time it was kind of there was two types there was either the labby types or like more of like the blue collar types
0: uh, right, the Lawrence Livermore lab
1: yeah yeah and so I, I guess at that time when there was still more of like a more set class division Right. They were like the.
0: You had like the farmers living out in Livermore. Exactly. And then you had like Those the, the lab people, ones. and they were the ones that were making the Right. Our medical mascot
1: was the Cowboys. Right. So, you, there yeah. you go. And all of the mentality that kind of. Goes sure. with that back in the 80s.
0: So, uh, do you believe in Jesus? You can turn around and look at our sparkle savior. Uh, uh, in actually, there. I was
1: raised Catholic. Oh. Uh, so, I went to Catholic school for eight years. Oh,
0: boy, Catholic school.
1: Yeah, in Livermore, St. Michael's. C-
0: catechisms every day. Yes. God is a spirit who does not have a body yes. like a man.
1: So, therefore, I am no longer Catholic since I was raised Catholic. Right. I went to Catholic school for eight years. Do you,
0: yeah. do you remember the moment when you said this is a load of dog shit? You can oh, swear on this, it by was, the way. It was,
1: I, it was pretty early. I want to say it was like third grade, kind of where they started explaining the whole concept of God and the way it was explained to us, just like an old man who lives in the clouds and watches you in the bath.
2: Oh, and that's like, creepy. Yeah,
1: I want no part of that. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to have a... So, and then... Uh,
0: pedophile Jesus loves all the little children.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you know, back in the 80s, the whole pedophile thing, it was, it was way more subdued than it is now. Um, so... Uh, it it, it, it was, wasn't as prevalent.
0: right. No, it, it existed. Just people didn't talk right, about exactly. it. Right, exactly. We didn't right.
1: know about it yeah. as much. So. Sure. I, 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 as, Catholic as, priests. Let me so you were never
0: touched same. by a Catholic
1: priest? No. Good. No, no. And That's as far good. as I know, none of us were. I And I did the whole thing. I was an altar boy. Ooh. And yeah.
0: So you... Uh, what do you think are the weirdest things about Catholicism?
1: Oh, the whole thing is pretty wacky. The yeah. whole thing is pretty wackadoo. Um, it's a lot of rituals that are kind of, so there's a, there's, there's a very real contingent that believes that the Bible was actually written by Jesus. Really? Yeah.
0: I've never heard this theory that yeah. Jesus actually wrote the whole Bible. Like well, he sat Well, well down. maybe
1: not specifically Jesus, but that, that the actual Bible as it stands now is carried over from that time. Sure. And they don't realize that it was written...
0: Well, it was like the Torah, so well, it was, and when I was mean King the James. old. When,
1: when was the King James version? Well,
0: that was definitely after Roman Catholic so that was like I don't know, eight hundred, maybe twelve hundred. That they sure. brought out the Something King like James, that, yeah. maybe twelve hundred. And...
1: Right. So, and I mean, even since then, there have been huge revisions and everything. So, sure. I mean, I don't know. For me personally, I get, I get that the Bible—it's a hell of a book. It's. it's there's it's, there's some great stories in there. There's
0: some fun stories, and then some of it's boring as. Is, oh, like, yeah, there's yeah, there's just, a lot of
1: begetting and begotting and uh, right, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think the creepiest thing about Catholicism is the zombification of the ritual of remembering him by eating his body and drinking his blood, that the sacrament, that the basis sort of of Catholicism of committing yourself to the Savior, is by eating and drinking him. I find that pretty creepy.
1: Right. And I got to believe that initially it was some sort of metaphor and then somehow we just got transformed and people are taking it literally, now.
0: Well, and you wonder when he was at the Last Supper, when he actually said, this is my body broken for you. And he was being like metaphysical about it then. And yet we still have this ritual... That this is my body broken for you, and then here drink of my blood. I just think it's kind of gross.
1: Like right, well, and then even a lot of stuff that is like you know that the priests have to take a vow of celibacy in this day and age. That's just ridiculous.
0: And, and what would even- be, you would think that you wouldn't want that you would want priests to procreate because they're somehow more perfect than us or somehow more in tuned to be with God. And so if they have special powers that make them relate better to God, why wouldn't we want them to have offspring that maybe have this same special power to talk to the heavens or burning bushes or whatever that, you know. Absolutely. So it just seems strange that we'd be like, yeah, you have to dedicate your life to God and never have sex, like, and never even masturbate. The concept that, I mean, didn't the new Pope say that masturbation is okay now? Oh, or are yeah. they still? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, this new okay. pope is very progressive and Cause like, Argentinian, on board. Hooah.
0: I mean, I was raised super Christian, not super Catholic, but we weren't allowed to masturbate either. And I'm like, so we're not supposed to have sex until we're married, but we're also not supposed to masturbate. Do you just want us all to be terrible at sex? Is that like is that the thing? Or
1: And then you're not supposed to have premarital sex. So right? once you get married to somebody, that's it. That's it. it. That's right. it. Repression. Right. And so if it's, if it's like a horrible physical connection, then, and then and you then somehow get afterwards.
0: I don't understand how the Catholics somehow, because you can't get divorced if you're Catholic. I don't understand how somehow it's like, then they've got the every sperm is sacred thing too. So it's like, okay, don't have any sex, except when you're married and then only to procreate. So if you're not procreating, you shouldn't be doing it. Right. But you're not supposed to do it till you're married. But it, it's like, uh, uh-huh. like how... How do these rules and laws help us become more spiritual?
1: Well, and I, 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 I'm, I'm very curious about what was the initial intent.
2: Ah,
1: why, why, you know? Sure. Why was this put into play? What were they trying to? What were the leaders trying to subdue? Or yeah, or, or, you know, well, it
0: comes down to that. Then it becomes, you know, is religion for you to have a closer relationship with the divine? Or is religion created by men in power to keep that structure in power by keeping people dumb? Or keeping them, dumb isn't the, that's the thing is that like... So
1: yeah, you don't need to keep people dumb for the most part though. I think they're doing a pretty good job of it for themselves. My, my
0: grandmother was really, really smart but she also was a devout Catholic and she went to Mass and she said all of her things and and believed it. And then I was told as a Christian as a child being raised in a Christian church and going to a Christian school that she was going to hell because she wasn't a Christian she was Catholic. That Catholicism is a cult. Yeah. We were taught by the Presbyterians that Catholicism is a cult. And I'm like So the one of the, the oldest sects of what we believe believes something a little different, and they're they're wrong, so they're going to hell. We don't all get to go to the we all drink the blood and stuff and then beat the beat the body, so we don't all get to go to the right. The it's place. only a select few. I don't get it.
1: I I yeah I I don't understand. And each person has their own criteria for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some that involve the fancy underwear. Right, there's other right. ones that are just like Scientology, which come on. I mean, we, we all know it's not that.
0: Well, that's got a money component too. It's got an interesting desperation quotient, and it also has a money component because they stand there at Bart. Have you seen them? Yeah. With their phaeton testing. Uh huh. And they have signs that say like, "Are you unfulfilled?
1: Do you feel unhappy?" It's like which a who doesn't say no to that? Who right? doesn't
0: say no? And then they what test your electrical currents, and then you have to pay money to get electrical currents to remove the aliens that have infested your brain
1: yeah that's one of those things i mean if it's religion or a clickbait thing or whatever as soon as i ask for a credit card i'm out yeah yeah me too yeah
0: so you left catholicism in third grade because you said
1: oh no this no no, no. you did that, that it was until when i grade. mentally checked out oh so in in my house my mom kind of called the shots in terms of religion sure. and she was also one of those ones that was just kind of went along with it because that's how she was raised. She herself was raised in a convent. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so. What,
0: what, but So she was going to be a nun but then decided not to be a nun and and then had a baby.
1: To be honest with you, I'm a little loose on the whole history of it. Okay. So I don't think that there was ever a training for a nun um, in Argentina where they were from. Oh. Uh, both my mom and dad are from Argentina. Cool. Um So, her parents passed away when she was pretty young, so I think the nuns kind of...
0: It was like an orphanage. Kind of an orphanage, even though
1: she had brothers and sisters. Sure. And they weren't separated, and I think some of the brothers and sisters were like of legal age or whatever. So, I I, I don't exactly know how the whole thing fits into that. But Catholicism factored in very early into her life, and so she carried it through. Uh, my father, for the most part, just kind of tolerated it. Huh? He would he would be the one that would go to church, Christmas, Easter. Right. You know, the on the days you have to dress up for church. Sure. I mean, technically, you're supposed to dress up for church every day. But, did
0: yeah. your father wasn't he? So he was like a lay Catholic. Did Did you consider him a moral person? Did you find him to be a moral and ethical man?
1: It was weird because the way it was and I don't even know if it was so much in my generation but it was certainly in my household where you just never questioned your parents. Your
0: parents ah. were,
1: were almost like
0: Like their own God figure. Yeah, exactly. Sure.
1: Exactly. Like the representative of God in the house. Absolutely. So um, I mean you never questioned morals. That's just how it was. And they were both very upstanding people. Sure. Um, but yeah, yeah uh. And it was it was one of those things where, I, even early on, I, I I was i I kind of noticed. Well, Dad doesn't have to go to church. Yeah, So right. how come we do? Sure. Because me Dad's going to hell. Because then, what are we doing here? Right,
0: right. Then we need to be dragging him to church. If if him not going is gonna kill him, let's drag him. You know. Right, and that's and
1: that's not the way it was gonna happen because ultimately, you know, being the patriarch, his word was final. So if he sure. wasn't gonna go to church, He
0: wasn't gonna go to church.
1: At some point, none of us were just going to go to church. Right. So, um, yeah, we I you know I carried on the sh- charade through eighth grade. Um, I remember failing religion class in like sixth grade. And my parents being like, how do you fail religion class? I was like, I, I just don't care.
0: Yeah, that's you fair. Know?
1: Um, so, yeah. And then pretty much once I became a teenager, I would say I was in the Catholic church up until about 15, okay. 15, 16, got a teenager, got my license, and then girls came into the picture and i was like oh yeah
0: right and there weren't enough cute girls at church so weren't gonna go there
1: uh again i went to a catholic school so it was the same 40 kids that i'd known first through eighth grade Oh, sure so in in that kind of environment your uh roles get divined pretty early right you know like if you pee your pants in the third grade hey you're You're the pants henry for the absolutely for the rest of your career sure You know,
0: mine was very similar. I grew up, I went to a, it was a smaller class size. So I went to San Ramon Valley Christian Academy in Danville and there were 19 kids in our class, give or take, I think. And I went kindergarten through eighth grade and I was defined in third grade as the crazy bitch because I threw a brick through a window because everyone was making fun of me because I was, I was a little chunky. And so we did that presidential fitness thing, you know, where you had to like touch your toes and you had to. Do the push-up. You had to do the pull-up. And for girls, we didn't have to do any pull-ups, but we had to hang on the bar for how many seconds they would count us and they'd put us up on this bar.
1: I know exactly you're talking about, and it was a of so much trauma for me.
0: So much trauma. <coughs> so so much. I couldn't do it. I didn't have the and they wouldn't let me have my hands face toward me so that I could like my wrists so I could like kind of pull up that way. It had to be yes, hands- It had to It had to be wrists facing outward for whatever reason. And Thank I you. just couldn't do it and so everyone was like Pam so fat she can't hang on the bar and we went back in this little room to change and they wouldn't stop and they wouldn't stop and I went around the corner and I threw a brick through the window and no one got hurt but the teacher came running in and, and I walked in by that point and I was like you know shaking and freaking out and the teacher came and said what happened what happened and everyone covered for me because they were afraid of me at that point and everyone was well, afraid of me good. from then on they were like don't mess with Pam. She'll fuck your shit up. But we didn't say fucking shit because we were such good children because we went to Christian school. But it was basically that was. She's she's a loose cannon.
1: And this was like third, third grade. Yeah, third grade. You said third grade. Yeah, came uh, loose cannon. So now I had the exact same scenario. However, try doing that as a boy. Oh, where you're supposed to be able to do at least one pull up. Sure. And you, you, can't, you can't. And you're the only kid in the class oh. who cannot.
0: Are you? Were you always little?
1: Oh yeah yeah i was always the smallest kid in my class in fact i remember when we were getting uh measured for our eighth grade cap and gowns i was the shortest kid in the class by three quarters of an inch versus the smallest girl wow. in the class who Lori foskelian a shout out what's up Livermore?
0: <laughs> but you're like five eight yeah
1: yeah, right around there on a good day, so five eight, five nine. It depends. Yeah. I, I feel like five nine. The doctors always tell me five nine. And I tell people sure. five nine. And they're like, no, you're five eight. Yeah. So yeah, let's go with five eight.
0: Yeah, yeah but you're you're. I I'm mean, tiny. I'm f- five
1: eight, one twenty, 120, 124. Yeah. I have a twelve year old son, who is. Four inches shorter than me and nine pounds heavier.
0: Wow. Yeah. But they're growing them differently now. Like children these days, I don't know where they're putting the corn syrup, but it's like it's, it's in the ridiculous. water or something. I'd
1: read somewhere that it's it's the hormone in the milk or something. Oh, right. The RBST. Give, yeah, it, right. The stuff they give to the cows is now being transported. Now we're having mutant children. Sure. Which.
0: Girls having periods at nine years old, that kind of stuff.
1: He That's wears a size 12 shoe. What? It's like a canoe. Right, yeah, yeah It's ridiculous, yeah
0: Is your, are you married
1: still? Divorced Oh,
0: you're divorced, okay Catholic Right, 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 right <laughs> Recovering right, right. Catholic, so Yeah Yeah. Uh, I'm also divorced uh, But you consider you still You consider yourself a moral and ethical person Despite not having any, like, religion in your life currently
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, does does anybody really consider themselves immoral, though?
0: No, but that's the thing, is that, you know what right. is evil like that's the thing is like what is good, what is evil? If we don't have religion, do we know the difference between good and evil? Can we truly be moral and ethical if we don't have a system of laws in place that tell us what morality is? These are the kind of questions that like sure, sure. make me that some call me Tim deals with is that like the whole idea of it came from all of a sudden we decide that Muslims are evil. Like what what? Right. Like how did it become all oh, this one this one religion? Now we're like all oh, those people are evil cuz we're american we're well, and, christian or we always whatever we kind of need
1: a bad guy in the 80s we had the you know we had the, the russians, russians with the right. Cold war and everything right cuz
0: communism is a, they say no religion in communism so then it's like oh yeah they back have in the no 80s, religion those treated godless satanism.
1: monsters yeah yeah and i mean the catholic church satanism was treated as, as like good lord that's that's anti everything we're against and you know that's right. a black to our white and everything and then you you investigate and you're like, man, eh. Satanism isn't really that bad. Yeah, it just kind of, guys just kind of feel like doing their own thing. It's, well, it's, it's the
0: study of selfishness.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's doing same, whatever you want for your own pleasure, for your own gratification. Well, but
0: to forward yourself and your ideas, which isn't a. Tech- I mean, I feel like a lot of us are kind of. If you look at the Kardashians, they kind of look like Satanists. Like they just sort of do whatever they do to bolster and forward their own
1: kind of regardless agenda. of who they step on. Right, sure, sure. Sure. Yeah. So I like, a... Oh,
0: look at that! Is it? But does it is selfishness amoral?
1: I mean, okay. So let's uh, so let's say like the definition of morality is let's say that you're at a store and you get too much change back from the grocer, right? Or the or the cashier whatever it is. Do you give it back or would you not?
0: Okay, that's a good question. I'll say this specifically. At my favorite bar the other day, I gave her a twenty. No, I gave her a I gave her a ten, and she gave me a back change for a twenty. And I gave her the money back because it's my favorite bar. Right. And because they're gonna, at the end, they're gonna do their books and be like, what happened? Actually, it took me a while. I went back to sit down and then I'm like, oh my God, she gave me the wrong change. And I got back up and I'm like, you gave me the wrong change. And she's like, haha, there's a reason why you're a regular. But it's because I have a personal relationship with that bar. Okay. Uh, another example, a woman was at an ATM. I followed her. She forgot to take her $40. I chased her down in the parking lot to say, you for, you're $40, you're $40, you forgot your $40. But if I was at Safeway, it doesn't make sense because I have food stamps so they wouldn't give me change. If I was at, uh, I mean, any place like that. Okay, I'm getting whatever. Well, I'm, I'm, They give me, it's a big store, it's a big change, it's a big chain, you know, and I get whatever, Walgreens or something, and I I get out and I realize I have the wrong change. I'm not going to go back now. I'm gonna be like that big corporation doesn't really give a fuck. That person fucked up because they're stupid, and so I'm taking the you, money. That's
1: more often than not how I rationalize it, and I've done both. It 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 really depends on my mood. It kind of depends on how the cashier catches me. You know, I mean, like if the cashier's done the you know, just done like a terrible job the entire time, you know, or been slow or been inattentive. I mean, how many times do you walk up and you have to get, actually get the cashier's attention because they're on their phone or they're talking with the next person? Sure, sure, or something?
0: they're tweeting it, something or
1: whatever, yeah. Immediately from there, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this and whatever. So in that case, if I already get the wrong change, yeah, I'd probably just walk out and not even think twice about it. Um, it also
0: depends on the amount. If... They, if I gave them a 20 and they give me back change for 100, I'm going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did we... Where... Which... which what planet are you on? Well,
1: then, you, then it kind of feels like a setup. You, you're like, right. all right, some some guy with a camera is going to pop out and then I'm going to end up on like some Eyewitness <laughs> 7 <laughs> right. story about... Are you that. a
2: moral person? Yeah, right?
1: Well, yeah, and then, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm the...
0: Eyewitness the, 7. The I'm the don't picture. Right. right,
1: exactly. Yeah. Well, I
0: would go to <laughs> <laughs> you, hell. Would you take the money every time?
1: Okay, well, so... Drew and I have
2: met working for a large corporation way back when. When I was 17 years old, they used to cash our checks, and uh, one day, they gave me an
1: extra $100 bill, and I was 17 years old, so I went to the mall. Yeah, well... Go to hell. And they never came back about it? They never asked you about it later? No, they counted out in front of me twice. Wow. And that's why I said, okay, you counted it twice, and you're gonna give it to me anyway, so, alright. You say
0: lucky me on that one.
1: I've had a thing where there was some error in payroll, or all of us accidentally got our checks twice. Oh. And they immediately came and, and were just like, e- don't touch anything in your bank account, which I thought was kind of messed up.
0: Yeah, it was, sure.
1: It's kind of on you. But yeah, nobody did, and they took it all back, and they fixed everything. But yeah, w- we didn't have any say in that. And I, I I would say the majority of us would have just been like, do-do-do. Yeah. And yeah, just pretend like it never happened.
0: Okay, here's a, here's a morality. Here's a one of those weird questions. If someone gave you, uh, you didn't have to actually kill the person yourself, but they gave you a box with a button, and if you press the button, somebody somewhere
1: dies. So fast.
0: But you get a million I would dollars. I push it so fast.
1: You push it so fast. Oh, so fast.
0: Million dollars. Yep. Someone else somewhere dies. Could be a baby. Could dollars. be an adult. If I just
1: knew that there was some kind of reward afterwards. It could have been like you know an extra week of life or whatever. Yeah, I would pushed it. it. Really? Five
0: minutes. You'd have to think about it and then you'd push it.
1: But only
2: for like five minutes.
0: What if it turned out that that person was like your child?
1: 10 minutes
0: but <laughs> <Well, laughs> well, you wouldn't know that's the problem is you wouldn't know until after
1: 5 minutes then yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean at that point I've already pushed the button so right, it's know. Kind of, right
0: so that you've already made the decision you just
1: gotta play with the punches and I right
0: I'd, I'd, I'd be like okay genie giving me this box and this million dollars promise me it's not my boyfriend other than
1: that right? I'm okay and if that a million dollars can buy a lot of therapy right or you know By a lot of therapy you know, mood enhancing or substances or whatever sure. yeah 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 wow
0: yeah. see yeah. we're getting into that st- <laughs> fluffy sticky morality zone of like well what you know what do you what what do we do when these kinds of okay so this is another like question on the street sort of morality thing uh somebody you're walking down the street and there's four people and they're off to see the motherfucking wizard right like it's they're just all four in a row walking on the street and you walk by and one of them like kind of shoulder checks you a little bit and you're walking alone on the street do you say something do you keep walking do you just do you hey or do you like do you stop and do you admonish them for their behavior are you an ignorer are you a confronter that's kind of what I'm getting to
1: I'm both. Um, it, it, it uh, Um, I was born in New York, so I feel like I've got a lot of the New York attitude still. Sure. Um, I would probably say something, but as I like, keep walking, right, 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 just because when I was younger, yeah, I probably would have come to Fisticuffs or anything, but now I'm just I'm too old for any of that shit to. to
0: when was yeah. the last time you were in a fist fight?
1: oh good lord um well when I when we worked together I was the security
0: oh so it wasn't so much
1: fistfights as kicking as. people out or, you know, subduing them, putting them in handcuffs and that kind of thing. Sure. That's how I knew
2: that I could get away with yeah, the money, too, because I'm bigger than Drip.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, it's it's been years. And, you know, after having a kid, like I said, my kid is 12. So after that, that completely changed me. And I was like, sure. yeah, there's some different life choices you need to be making.
0: He's in eighth grade. Seventh. Seventh grade. Yeah. Oh, what a tough time.
1: Oh, I remember mine. And, you know, that curse that your parents have. I hope your kid is just like you
0: he's exactly to,
1: like you to a T yeah I understand him exactly I understand every stupid thing he does oh. every you know every lie that he tries to get away with and everything I'm sure. like this is all shit that I tried right 30 years ago exactly you, yeah. think,
0: you think you can right. lie to me you think Come any on. of this stuff is
1: new yeah I right. invented all this shit you're trying with me so, exactly yeah so but you know it's fun
0: do you share You share custody yeah oh that's nice you still get along with your ex-wife
1: uh, we get along way better as friends than we ever did as, as partners that's yeah. great yeah, it was kind of a uh, uh, rushed into it. Ah. Yeah.
0: I know. So if you had a baby when you're 30, that's like that's that wasn't too rushy, but you rushed
1: into the relationship. Into the
0: relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And then and you're like, let's kind of took- have
1: kids. Um, it was kind of like, hey, we're having a kid.
0: Oh, let's- gotcha. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Let's be real committed now. In the beginning <laughs> right. of our Which, 30s. That's oh, the way it
1: works, great. right? Yeah. 100% of the time.
0: Were you doing comedy back then as well or did is that is that a new So I done a little
1: bit in my 20s. Oh. Um uh, out here actually. I was living out here in the city <laughs> cool. and I would go to uh Brainwash was still going back really? then. Really? Yeah,
0: 17 so, 18 yeah. years strong now I think. Right.
1: Yeah. Um so and then um this is kind of like when the whole poetry thing was Right. poetry slams were going around. Sure. So I have kind of gotten more into that. Um, turns out I'm a terrible poet, <laughs> like most people are. Um, so, yeah, I kind of fell out of it. And then uh, Mike started getting back into it, and I was like, I really like doing that. Right. And I miss doing that, and so, yeah.
0: What, what is it about comedy that makes you feel good? Um... Do you just, are you hungry? Are you hungry for stage time? Do you love karaoke? And so it doesn't matter if it's comedy or karaoke or poetry. Is it like, as long as as I'm on stage and people are looking at me, I'm happy. Or is it like, boy, I love language. I I, I would
1: not feel confident doing karaoke at all on stage. Really? Um, So you're not an attention whore. I'm not an attention whore. But at the same time, that's kind of why that is kind of what I feed off up there. Gotcha. You know?
0: They're all looking at me. I'm listening to me.
1: A little bit, yeah. Like uh at work. And it's it's weird because I'm not social at work. I kinda keep to myself. I just kinda do my own thing and everything. But if I'll go and tell a story, I'll see that they're like people gravitate towards. Sure.
0: Yeah. Because you know? your stories are naturally funnier because you know how to tell them because you're a stand up comedian.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: It's always funny to me when people who have who are normal, like have normal jobs that You know, they're like decide to get into comedy and they're like, well, I told this story the other day at work and it was so great. And then they get up on stage and then after they're like, "Boo hoo, that worked so well at work. What happened? And I'm like, because you're not funny yet. Because as a regular person telling a funny story at the water cooler, there is a much lower threshold of
1: expectation.
0: Like they don't expect you to be that if you're even slightly amusing, it's better than. Whatever boring thing Was happening at work
1: Absolutely There's so many people That are like Oh I'm trying this Because people at work Told me I'm funny Or my family right. told me I'm funny I'm yeah. like Ugh, They're just being nice Yeah Yeah You don't know how many people I had some guy at work The other day Because he had heard That I'd been doing Open mics and everything he goes Oh I thought about Doing open mics Because uh, I went to see Carlos Mencia one day And he told me I was funny <laughs> And I was like Ugh. Oh, oh.
0: Yeah, they probably just <laughs> well,
1: wanted
0: to. that from somebody else.
1: But <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah
0: it's just plag- It's all plagiarism. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing about when people start comedy is they don't necessarily understand that there is a ton of writing behind it. You don't just like, and even people who do riff and get up on stage and just make shit up off the top of their head, they've been doing it for so many years that it's like writing on stage. It's it's you can react to what the crowd's doing and beef. You can't just. It's it's practice like anything else. You can't just go run a six minute mile.
1: You know, you have to so now are you of the mindset that there's no bad audiences? Absolutely. Um So you think there's no bad audiences, it's just bad comics.
0: Well, I come from a poetry background as well. So I have a completely different perspective on audiences. I have done so I have an MFA in poetry and I have a master's in fiction. So I've gone to graduate school and I've gone to readings and I've done so many poetry readings and I've done so many open mic poetry readings and so many booked poetry readings. Well when you're reading or performing your poetry on stage, you're not expecting laughter. You're just expecting quiet and attention. And so if people are engaged in you by being quiet and paying attention, they're not talking to their friend, they're not getting a drink, then as a poet you're fucking killing that audience. They love you. And you're getting like nothing from them. All you're getting is silence, right? So when I moved to comedy, I kind of try to keep that same situation in my brain that if they aren't busting up in hysterics and they aren't giving me applause breaks, like I deserve right. as long as they're looking at me and they're quiet and they're not getting a beer, I'm fine. They're not a bad audience. They're just not a vocal audience. They're not a super drunk audience. They're they're a critical audience that is watching and that is paying attention. And therefore, I win. So I don't think that they're a, a bad audience. I just don't. It's just their level of engagement is kind of what I'm trying to... To sure. judge, But do I prefer audiences to laugh hysterically so that I have to like break between every joke and be like, come on, you guys, come on. I got to get on to the next punchline. Of course, I want that. But they're Absolutely. not all going to do mean, that.
1: Right. Right. I mean, it, it like for my very first time or the first time I did it, I set the bar so low that I said, I just I'm going to go up there. I'm going to do like four or five minutes. I want one person yeah, one, one person person. to laugh. Did you and get it? You gotta, I got that like within the minute and a half perfect and i don't even remember if anybody else laughed for the rest of the set i got what i wanted and i just that's great declared that a victory and we just went from there
2: yeah lowering the bar i kind
1: of go with that mentality every time and sometimes it's only him and (laughs) that's okay you know so that's
0: that being said uh a couple weeks ago at brainwash it was not yesterday tuesday but the tuesday before I was in a showcase, it was the cookies and comedy, blah, blah, blah. And it was a full audience. The audience was stacked with people and they were not comedians. And they didn't laugh at anything. And I performed my little ass off. I was doing all my act outs and I was like, you don't like that, let's go over here. And I, who likes cats? I'm getting nothing. I'm like, none of you like cats? You all hate cats? and I talked to Travis Thielen outside he had also been on it and he had very edgy jokes i was laughing my ass off at his jokes he has an abortion joke that's very very funny and i'm laughing at his jokes and i'm like the only one in the audience that's like looking at me because i'm like i i felt embarrassed cuz i'm laughing at things i think are funny but they were just a really quiet it wasn't and they all stayed the whole time it's not that they weren't there and listening it's just that they weren't giving any laughter they just weren't they weren't engaged in a way that we would be like, why aren't you acting the way we want you to act? But I just, I wouldn't say they were a bad audience. I was just like, that was a workout. I had to work really hard to keep them on my page. But no one got up. It was 10 minutes set. Nobody left. I mean, nobody uh. laughed, but nobody, <laughs> but nobody left. No one got a beer. No one talked to their friends. So that was one of those where I was like, okay. I'm not going to beat myself up for this one. But, I mean, I'm doing, like, my stuff that I consider my A material. I'd do this at Cobbs. I'd do this at Punchline. I'd do this at any show. And they just weren't... It's not that they weren't on board. They just
1: weren't doing what I I expected them to do. I mean, they're clearly there for comedy. Right. I've been at places where, so uh, when the open mic starts, they will turn off, like the playoff game or something like oh, that. Oh, don't do that. Wait till the playoff right? game and you're is just over. Like, oh, this is a terrible idea because these people are not here for comedy. Right, exactly. You know, and then you got to go up there and try and, you know, blunder through eight minutes and it's the worst.
0: Well, yeah, because they're going to get up and go in the other room and watch the game. The other problem is when they leave the game on, but I've been able to work <laughs> with that. I've been able to work with that by like, if the TV's next to you, I did this at... um delirium the other night the game was on and everyone kind of like looked at them I'm like and strike three and out. like I just I kept like commenting Beautiful. on the game Beautiful. as That's the really set was going that, through case, right? and yep. I was getting like laughs about that just me being silly and then trying to do like a baseball voice again
1: you just need one other person to get you just right. make that connection with one other person and you're like this is why I'm doing it right yeah
0: so how long, you so you did it in the 2000s and then you're back, so you'd say you've been doing it for like,
1: all right, told, eight I, years? Uh, of, <laughs> of course, right when I started, uh, right when I kind of got back into it, my work schedule completely changed. Uh, so it's pretty much eliminated everything I can do right now.
0: Right. So you so, work nights?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes it's, it so hard. Right. The schedule right now is supposed to be 4 p.m. to 2 a.m.
0: Oh. Uh. Oh, that which just knocks comedy out completely. Kills
1: everything, right? Before it was 10 p.m., which I could come here. And by the way, if you guys haven't been here, you guys need to really, really come and check oh, out nice. Mutiny Radio. It's awesome. Thank it's a great you. spot. Yeah, so yeah, sweet. Pam is doing great stuff for the Bay Area comedy scene.
2: But it's do remarkable. you
0: do you work seven days a week? Which days do you have off?
1: Six days a week. So I oh my god.
0: Holy, you can go to the punchline. There's a couple on Sunday. I mean, there's like the church key if they're still doing it. I don't know if they still are. And, uh, OMG and and Milk Bar is the late night one. Absolutely. So there's a couple that you can hit, but you have one night off a week. Yeah. And they've got you from two in the afternoon to four in the morning. No, four Four in the afternoon till two in the morning.
1: For right now, yeah, it's probably going to go four to four.
0: Yeah, And there's no there's no open mics at that.
1: I mean no of course not. no no <gasps> No who's coming who wants to see comedy at three o'clock in the afternoon? Exactly. yeah that's crazy. Yeah.
0: I mean I guess there have been we used to have an open mic here from four to six but that still doesn't even help you and that's gone too.
1: right exactly. What does
0: that mean for you then? Are you gonna try to change your work schedule? Oh absolutely. Or, yeah. are you at yeah. their mercy? you just
1: um, for uh, for right now I'm kind of at the mercy until things get settled we have a new product launching so there's a lot of stuff going on
0: wow and they just gave you that like deep late shift like oh they told me
1: that like a week ago oh yeah and they switched us uh yeah earlier the week so like i had this all set up and everything and well good thing this is early enough exactly that you can make your
0: wow but you've got to get all the way back down to fremont
1: yeah okay
0: why fremont It's just because it's closest to your job
1: Yeah, that's where the job is. Okay. Yeah. So I work at that one car company.
0: okay. Right. I see. Cool. Well, that's cool. I mean, at least it's a cool thing. At least it's not like...
1: It's... Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's, uh, again, it's one of those things where you get a peek behind the curtain and, you know... Have you
0: ever driven one, though? Is it super special? Yeah. Is it like... It's super special?
1: It's... It's pretty amazing. Wow! See? Well... It is pretty impressive. Overall, I am. it it is is one of those things where, at the end of the day, I am proud of the finished product. Right. But it's one of those things where, if you like sausage, you should not watch them being made.
0: Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. Because I love bacon, but I don't want to see anybody killing any pigs.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Not just because I have a little Judaism in the background. (laughs) But I still, I, I do feel, I feel guilty when I eat pork products because... Pigs are really smart, and it's one of those things you just have to sort of like. The morality of eating meat—it just depends on your own personal constitution. It's like,
1: uh, and see, that's 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 one of those things where like being Argentinian superseded the the, the, the any the kind of stigma with with everything else. But, so like, even on the Fridays where you're supposed to only eat fish or whatever, yeah, you, you were yeah, Argentinian we, that we, didn't count? We kind of paid attention. To
0: well, but and Argentinians, you're good cowboys and have good beef it's not like it's not like what yeah. our disgusting poor little hamburgers are doing the, their feed lots that are all smushed together and you know, then people know how to make set all the corn and yeah, yeah. these are like real are, I've always wanted to go to Argentina because tango's a lot of fun and beef is delicious
2: both <laughs> <Well>, things <laughs> they like, are awesome that really, exactly. yeah. and I hear
0: you can do both of the same <laughs> you can do both of the same. you can eat a, eat a sandwich and then, and then watch them Uh, so more religious questions what do you believe in an afterlife what happens when we die
1: oh god I I I hope there's something I have to believe there's something Um, so after my father passed away I believe that I was contacted
0: oh this is cool right by him
1: by him um Wow. and yeah, it was one of the we, we, we had a stress relationship to say the least. Okay. I was the only boy in the house. There was a lot of expectations. I wasn't a super great student. Uh-huh. He was literally a rocket scientist. Oh my God. Right. So um, also you know, being from a different country, a different era, I think he was in his 40s when he had me. Okay. So a completely different.
0: Absolutely. W- world's
1: apart, Sure. So yeah, especially later on in life, our relationship got stressed to say the least. So uh, at the time he died, we hadn't spoken in a while. And so I had to, to this day, I'm certain it was a visitation and I don't know if it was just a dream or whatever, but I feel like there was some kind of contact just because of things that were said. Huh, Um, he came
0: back to make amends.
2: uh, (laughs) He came back to put you down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He came back to be him which was essentially like it was weird because in the in the thing he was more um on my level than we ever were in person. You huh. know, it was we always had a very father-son relationship. Right. Even after, you know... He I saw don't you know know as an me. equal.
0: He came back from the grave and saw you as an equal.
1: More, yes, yes. I felt like more like that. That he wow. had finally accepted that I was actually an adult.
0: That Right, that you have your own personality. Right. And Which, again, you know, it could have been just, just a million trust. things
1: that I was projecting on, you know, at, at the time. Sure. But I feel, I, like I said, I feel like it was really vivid. So... um so, in terms of that, I feel like there was, yeah, there has to be an afterlife. Um, uh, mom never came to visit me, so I kind of don't know what that is like. Because right. I was, you know, Latin household. I was always closer with the mom. Well, maybe very...
0: she didn't have any unresolved issues with oh, you we, that she needed. Oh, did. she had. Yeah. you had unresolved issues, too, with her. There was
1: yours. a lot of unresolved issues with her and pretty much with mm, the, the majority of the family, I would say. Huh. Yeah.
0: Well, what if you, would you be like, let's... Get a seance going Would you be a person That's like I If I've contacted One member of the dead Why not go Get another one And sit with a medium That's where you start To lose me Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really prescribe dolls. Right. Them, you don't so. believe the I, lady. I, I kind of feel like if they're gonna contact, it's gonna be on their terms. Sure. You know.
0: But if you light candles in a pentagram and hold hands with your kid and some other people and go, "If you I are the spirits, you I
1: come would not be in the right to you," right? Yeah, I would just sure. be. You'd be making fun by. of it. You'd be saying,
0: "You'd be saying this is we're right. idiots. What are we doing?" Yeah. Right.
1: right. Making Freddy Krueger jokes or whatever. Sure. 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 Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, did you? has your idea of the afterlife changed did you, did you used to believe in like heaven like the way that they did you ever believe in it as a child when they were feeding you the party line from Catholicism with here's what you get in heaven be good on earth be really really good because once you get up there with Jesus you get those 12 mansions and everything's going to be cool
1: I think it was always kind of one of those things where I kind of felt like yeah only the really good people will go there so if there's like a sub heaven, or uh, like a purgatory, or something
0: like a subreddit. Like there's a Reddit, and then there's a subreddit.
1: Uh, uh, that's there's probably, a heaven, and then there's that's a sub heaven. Where me and the majority right. of people will end up, right. because e- e- you know, even back in grade school, I could look around at my classmates and be like, yeah, uh, most of us aren't prescribing to the Ten Commandments or whatever. I mean, we're not running around murdering and robbing people, but right. you know, we're dicks.
0: Pretty much. I mean it's so hard not to be a dick all the time because so many shitty things happen that we have to respond to even in like driving a car like there's so many things that can go wrong flipping people off there's we're there's like the concept I don't I don't drive because I got a DUI in the past and I'm just not a responsible enough individually and it's just too stressful for me to put myself in a metal body and hurl myself through space with other people who I don't trust and don't know and I'm like I trust you not to run into me like we all go we all have these sort of Nobody wants to be religious or follow any rules. And yet when you're driving a car, there are all these rules that we go, everyone's following the rules. Look how this
1: is working. It's a natural assumption, right? It's an
0: assumption that way up. So it's it's this weird thing about rules where we're like everyone's going to follow it. But then some people don't. And they're zipping in and out. And you're like,
1: But ah! then if they don't follow it, do feel a compulsion to check them on it. And that's where I will be confrontational.
0: Right. Giving the finger out the window, screaming at the people. Right. Honking the horn. Right. Saying... Bad parenting. No, no, saying bad. <laughs> bad driving. Bad driving. Bad parenting. Uh, probably a different bad
1: parenting thing. too. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I used to, yeah, I, I don't exactly curb the language when the kid is in the car the, sometimes. The so. thing
0: that makes me crazy is that uh, my dad used to hold a conversation with you in the rear view mirror. So, like, He'd have to make eye contact with I'm like, look at the road. Why are
2: you looking
0: <laughs> in the rear view mirror? You don't have to make eye contact with me in the rear view mirror to have a conversation with me. You look at the road. You're driving the car. What do you do? What is this? How is this possible?
1: Yeah, our parents just wouldn't converse with us. So don't, oh, okay, don't. that's that works better. That's <laughs> no, fine, yeah. But uh, What are yeah. you doing back there? Nothing. Everything's Nothing.
0: fine.
2: <laughs>
1: Try
0: not to masturbate in front of <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> so you had you had a bunch of sisters. You were the only... Four sisters. Four sisters. Three older, one younger. <gasps> oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. Thank God. Really? Yeah.
0: Why would you say that?
1: Uh, because, uh, like, they're the only reason that I'm like even half a normal person. I that that I am. Like really? I, all of my musical tastes, I got from my three older sisters. So I have excellent musical taste. Very diverse, very broad. A lot of new wave. Cool. Um, my first concert was Barry Manilow.
0: Oh, that's rad.
1: Right. Um,
0: but that's smart because there's so many chicks there.
1: Yeah, and, and that was a really I, smart.
0: That was a really smart call.
1: They're all accomplished. Educated, you know. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I was kind of the black sheep of the family. I was the one that, you know, delved into drugs and yeah, yeah, yeah right. What's All the worst?
0: Stuff. What's the worst, most illegal thing you did when you were in high school at Livermore?
1: The worst illegal thing I did? Sure. Aside from drugs.
0: I don't know. Was that oh, the worst? Was probably, Is that the worst thing that you did?
1: Be the, yeah. It'd probably just be drugs. Although in high school, it wasn't. I, I didn't really delve it. No, I didn't. Acid really,
0: was big back then. In the early 90s. See, in and Livermore, I Livermore,
1: found- with the crew that I was running with, when one of us got, like, a joint, we'd be like, we're taking the weekend off, and we're getting, and we didn't know shit about it. Right, a, right, right. You know, and then 10 years later, I read, you know, stories about cars being pulled over that have, you know, 10 pounds of meth in the truck, and I was like, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, which and high school kid is doing the meth?
1: I, I definitely know that there was drugs there, um, and I had a friend tell me that back in high school her boyfriend at the time was smoking crack
0: oh my goodness at like
1: 15 and I was like holy shit what yeah yeah Yeah. Um, and from what I understand there was a few of them that were doing that so I was just like that wasn't my scene right Um, there was a little bit of acid a little bit of weed but drugs
0: were the worst thing you did you never stole a car you never did like no I was terrified of my father Oh, okay.
1: That's that's where the discipline came in. Like I would never get in fights or anything, and I would just take the abuse and be bullied or anything because I thought... Uh, He's going to kill it, me. It, yeah. If I raise a hand get called to the office and then he has to leave from work, whatever happened at the end is going to be way worse than whatever shit right. I'm going to get at the hands of, you know... Right. Jimmy she, Winkerbean or yeah. whatever, you know.
0: Exactly. Did you ever... Were you like... Um I'm going to go TP that girl's house because I like her. Was there any silly shenanigans?
1: Yes. uh, That that was more of a senior year thing. Um, Yeah. I had like a small crew of friends that I kind of ran with. Not the greatest of influences, but yeah, we would, I think for like three weeks, three weekends in a row, we went out TPing and then.
0: And then you said, "This is boring." And kind die. of, yeah. And yeah. then it was
1: kind of like, "We should just be trying to get laid or something," right? Right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that makes more sense. We, uh, the, what we we got in trouble for toilet papering, and so they said you can't do that anymore. And what my parents allowed us to do was um, buy. This is such a terrible consumer thing, but we'd buy a ton of sticky notes and we'd write messages on the wrong side of the sticky notes so that when we taped them to the, we'd just put them on all the windows.
1: Like so it was like, the houses.
0: yeah. So instead of TPing so that it would get wet and be terrible and be annoying and ruin the front lawn or whatever, we would get sticky notes that were like, you know,
1: so You're right. sitting in some guy's shrub in his front yard it going
0: putting them all up on all the windows at night trying to make not any in the dark of night trying not to make any noise we'd all surround the windows in the front of the house and we'd put Sticky notes on all the windows, so, so that when they messages.
1: yeah, what would you write on the sticky notes? What,
0: just weird shit, like whatever. Sometimes Jesus like loves mean you. Shit. Oh, okay, no, right. like so weird. Just it was
1: like Jessica Hindmarsh is a whore or something. Exactly. Yeah, oh, sure. Okay. All, right. all
0: that kind of stuff. Just all kinds of things. Just whatever we we. But this was a large scale project. We, first we'd have to write them all.
1: How many of it was you guys?
0: It would be a team of like we who can talk. It would be like four of us that would pile into the Hyundai scoop and drive around the neighborhood. We and, had
1: a yellow VW Beetle. Yep. that we would all pile into. Yeah. Pile Because in only one of us had a driver's license, so, yeah.
0: Yep, and we'd drive around. The other thing we'd do, and we got in trouble, this is before we figured out the sticky note thing that parents didn't seem to have a problem with, but we would power box people. I don't know if you know what this is. Power boxing is when you, it's one of these power boxes, and like this by the gauge people's houses have the power gauge huge box and you shut off their power while they're watching TV and then you surround the house and bang on all the windows so we were doing that at like 30, 9 bone? o'clock this is Danville yeah we have
1: Danville even yeah. worse we thought you guys were the good kids
0: we'd run around Greenbrook called now. <laughs> it's called the Verge now we'd surround their house so first we'd, we'd surround the house one of them would run around the back we'd cut the power and then we'd bang on the windows and then we'd run away laughing ah and this one night we did the same house with this really cute boy and I don't remember what his name was but um, we did it three t- the third time we went back they had a lock on it they were smart oh, they smartened up and they box. put a lock on their power box and then everyone started putting locks on their power boxes in that neighborhood because we were just like terrorizing people and no one knew it was a bunch of girls like
1: oh, no one ever suspected.
0: No one ever suspected that it was girls, especially
1: girls from Danville. I know, running around, Unheard of,
0: killing the power. And so then after that, we were like, well, let's be a little less crazy. And that's when we started doing the sticky pads, and then.
1: And this was in high school. This is high school, yeah. Because
0: we were good Christian girls and we were bored. We weren't drinking. I didn't drink until college because that was amoral and terrible until I was, like, I drank the Jesus Kool-Aid until I was 18 and then I went to college and I'm like, I did some acid for the first time and I was like, oh my God, I saw God. Yeah, right. All right. Hey, I don't need this whole religion thing. We're cool. This is I was like, I high-fived God while I was doing <laughs> acid. He's <Right>? fine with <laughs> my
1: choices. We're good. Good your like catechism. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're fine now. Don't worry about this. Hour on Sundays. Yeah. So you, you went through the Dare program. Oh, hell yeah. And you bought into it, the whole thing? Well, the
0: thing is, I did. I bought into all of that. But the problem with the D.A.R.E. program is it actually taught me how to do drugs in the future. So what they made us do, and I remember this vividly, they gave us all Sweet and Low packages. So we're sitting in class, and the D.A.R.E. officer comes in. And this is, I was like a sophomore when this happened. And the D.A.R.E. officer gives everyone a package of Sweet and Low and says, all right, everybody, open that up. That is I do not like where ten. The they said, and everyone said they said, take out a card or whatever, and you know, break that up into ten lines. That is, that is ten lines. That's how much cocaine is an actual dose. Now, think about it. Oh, when wait,
1: people What? Right. So then <laughs>
0: That's they're, very helpful. Right, how very helpful. <laughs> so but then they said. The problem, kids, also, is that... Also, a crazy
2: amount of
1: cocaine.
0: It, right? Well, actually, it was a smaller amount. It was a sweet and low package, and you divide it into 10 lines, and How it, much
2: it... sweet and low do you store?
0: Yeah, so <laughs> they showed us, and they said, this is what we would consider is... An, Like a dosage. But watch when people put out cocaine. They're going to take three times, four times this amount. Don't do that. Know what drugs are and know how terrible they are for you and don't do drugs. But it was like, why are you teaching me what a line is?
1: You cut up a sweet and low pack into ten lines and they were saying one line is one dose. Right. But people can't do just one dose. They have to do three or four.
0: But that people usually do... What they were saying was... When people are giving drugs to people, say at least know what know what it, know how much it's supposed to be, and say no, 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 you're going to die. You're not supposed to do that much. That's much going to kill you. It was a backward, like holy Christ, that's yeah. re- right. Exactly. So the dare program only made me want to do drugs, really.
1: Right, because you're like, uh, this is kind of cool. I like the ritual of it and everything. It showed and everything. you the limit.
0: It showed Don't me the go limit. That far
1: yeah, they didn't yeah. do that. I remember ours, which it was the same lady who came. All eight years I was there, her name was Mrs. Case. She was like a hundred, and she had a little suitcase that she would bring, and she would open it up, and in I in, in it there would be like pictures of like.
0: This is what happens when you do what heroin. This is what heroin looks like. And yeah. She
1: would give us like thirty street names for heroin. Yeah. And we would all laugh at the one that was like shit and oh that would be silly and everything and then at one point she would take an incense stick that was supposed to smell like marijuana and she would light it and she would pass it around the place so that we could all smell what marijuana is supposed to smell like so I guess we could recognize it so we could the run away the other, run direction. the other direction I guess or yeah. whatever but even still I remember her passing around the stick and being in the third or fourth grade and being like oh I'm definitely gonna try this when I yeah when I, absolutely when I get old enough yeah this is yeah you pretty much sold me on this stuff right away yeah. sure yeah and I remember all the other kids were like oh that smells gross and it's disgusting yeah uh, for my graduating class I would say of the ones I still talk to or have any kind of idea of contact with the majority of them are Jail, dead, or drugs? Really? Yeah.
0: From the '92 class at. No, Livermore. from the
1: '88 class at St. Michael's.
0: Oh, gotcha.
1: Yeah, of the yeah. 40 kids.
0: Right at, from the Christian school I went to, everyone is pretty much married with children and, and really wealthy because. Oh,
1: so they all turned out normal. Well, for before. some
0: reason, Jesus makes you rich. I don't understand how, but for some reason. All the Christians, because my family's still
1: very Christian. I mean, and if that's a selling point, that's a pretty good selling point.
0: It's a pretty good selling point. But all the Christians I know are really well off like i'm this weird socialist commie drug using weirdo that people are like well if you want to stay a christian jesus would have provided for you and i'm like well it kind of does i got a lot i right and you're a a weirdo because
1: you you live in the city because i I live in the city and i live in san francisco yeah i
0: know the people i know and people are like why would you want to live in a city and i'm like because it's awesome
1: right why don't you have a house with like three bathrooms and a jacuzzi yeah
0: why don't you well I, i used to when i was married why don't you have any children and it's like Because I'm lucky that I didn't have them when I was with... Thank God. Like, I was trying to have a child right when I was around 30. And I ended up leaving my husband when I was 32. And, like, I am so glad... And he ended up having children with another woman that he married. And that's great. And he's really happy. And she's really happy. And they're all really happy. Good for them. No, that's what I say. I'm like, thank God I did not have children. Because that would have been horrible. It would have ruined. I would be so my child would be so angry at me because I'd be so angry at it because I never would have gone back to graduate school and there always would have been that like secret not said mommy could have bid something if she wouldn't have had you. Sure. Like mommy wanted to have a radio station that she never got to have because you came along. Like that's the kind of stuff that would have right. been. Right. And know?
1: it's minimum 18 year commitment. Right. And that's exactly. 18 years if you're just like alright dude once you turn 18 peace. Right. We're out which I mean.
0: But no one does that anymore because kids like just we don't teach them and they're confused and they live with you till they're thirty-five. It's fine, it's
1: just I the mean, way it is now. Millennials don't even get me started.
0: I know the uh, millennials.
1: You know, I know they it's have like no a, discipline. It's, it's a hack thing, and now whatever, but it's just ridiculous. You I can't
0: believe, when they accomplish anything. It's like you accomplished something. Oh, you special little snowflake. But this is the you same generation that,
1: that needed to bring us like Snapchat and Instagram and all those things. Like I don't care. Insta, that you're a yeah, Insta this, snap yeah, that, right. That, you know, that they're, they're they're so self-involved that think like everything that comes out of their mouth or that their text is just golden awesome. Uh, yeah, it's. And you're like, I. And just, we
0: all I want everyone's famous now. Everyone's everyone's worthy of fame. Everything little thing they do gets a participation trophy because nobody told them that they weren't good enough. Remember when we were growing up and we were never good enough? That's the one thing that Jesus taught me. I'll never be good enough. I always have to work harder because He was perfect. And so like I'll yeah. never stack up. And they're like. Well, I'm better than Jesus. Oh, for sure. I'm a millennial. Yeah. I'm perfect. Everything I do is great. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Did Jesus eat chia seeds? I don't think he did. I, I eat chia seeds. Yeah. Uh, therefore, therefore yeah.
0: I'm better than Jesus. I'm better Jesus. than Jesus. That's hilarious. We are coming down to the last five minutes of Some Call Me Tim with Drew Medecki. What are the other things you want to tell our listening on it? The only reason I do that, sometimes we go longer, but you have to be at work at four. So yeah. I, I'm concerned.
1: No worries. No worries. Okay. No worries. Um. What else would we like to tell? When are, when are you? Do you
0: have any upcoming shows? Do you have any? I mean, I don't. Plug to Kind
1: of schedule on because of the new uh, schedule, yeah, you're it's screwed. Go the schedule. Oh. Um Like I said, I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of everything that they're doing here uh, here at Mutiny Radio. So check this spot. Sweet. Yeah. That's a sweet plug. Um, I'm trying to um. There's there's a bunch of other programs that you know all all of you listeners should check out. Definitely for sure. Whatever your taste is, you pretty much have somebody catered cater to that. Absolutely, much, right? sure. Yeah. I mean, you have a WWF podcast coming up. Oh, that's going to
0: be... So next week on this show, in the 3 o'clock hour, I have the opportunity... to One of my friends, the guy who just moved into her building, is a WWE agent or that's manager.
1: Awesome. That's so awesome.
0: And so he wanted to be... I, I talked to her and I was like, "Oh my god, if I could have him on the show, I'd love to interview him." And she's like, "Yeah, sure." And I, but I have no idea. The only wrestling stuff I know is like from when I was little and watched Saturday Morning Wrestling with that's like Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper that's and Jimmy super- Superfly Snuka. That's what
1: the majority of people. I well, I, I think for your target audience or the audience that you're getting to, I think that that's. That's kind of in the But realize. now
0: there's the Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't know who that guy is. Oh, it's not
1: even Stone Cold Steve Austin. Even that's like a that's old ago. That's there's, there's a bunch of new people that if they were to walk in right now, you wouldn't recognize them except like that man is huge. Right. Right. And super sweaty.
0: And All really a great at learning choreography. Sure. Or yeah. it's real. That's the thing is I want to get to. I'm like, is it real? It's real-ish. Is it?
1: It's real So from real-esque? what my understanding is that the results are staged but the actual interactions i mean they actually do those things they actually get thrown on they actually get hit in the head with a chair
0: yeah it's just choreographed fight it's fight choreography yeah
1: they're dancing, yeah. They're,
0: dancing. they're dancing violent they're violently dancing with exactly. one another right. Right. How sweet. everybody's yeah. hugging this yeah. is this is what i'll close with question wise with your new fucked up job schedule how do you date do you have? Is there any? <laughs> there's just no way. First, you have a 12 year old son, so that's got to be difficult to date. But then, with your work schedule, what do you, you? You go out for breakfast coffee? Like, what do you? You're like, we can go out for brunch any day of the week.
1: Yeah, that's, that, 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 <laughs> that is kind of how it is. That is kind of how it is.
0: Let's um, brunch on a Tuesday.
1: I, I kind of pack a lot of stuff into Sundays.
0: Wow. Let's
1: just say that and. Um, I find that as I'm getting older, I need less and less sleep for the most part. Really? Well, I say that day to day, but then on my day off, I'll end up just crashing out for... Sure. ...27 hours. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll do like a brunch date, lunch date, that kind of stuff.
0: Right, it's just lunch.
1: It is right, exactly. Right. Less pressure, allegedly, although uh, that has yet to be a realization. But. Yeah.
0: Are you are you internet dating, or are you do you find real women that exist in real life before you meet them?
1: Um. Uh, so I, I I tried a little bit the internet dating with the Match.com thing, just because I was kind of okay. So the the, the ex-wife. I had met somebody on Match.com, and I was like, "Well, if she can do it, right, 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 I right, certainly can." Sure. Um, and it was just humiliating. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Have you tried it?
0: I've never internet dated. Oh
1: God, you're, I'm you're, so
0: you're, lucky. You're,
1: don't even bother. No, it's, no. Well, you, you are way yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I have a wonderful boyfriend, so I don't worry about it at this point. But I met him in real life, too. So some, some people say, you know, it's about the bar, right? Some people say raise the bar. Some people say lower the bar. Uh, I say meet at the bar. <laughs> Why are you not meeting at the bar over drinks? Right. Why wouldn't you do that? That's, That's how people a good meet call. each other. That's a good like call. adults meet each other in bars, right? Is that how else do you do? You do it at. A yoga class fuck those guys doing yoga like they're so they're so entitled and so dilettante pretentious people who do yoga it's like i don't want to meet guys doing yoga i want to meet guys drinking at a bar listening to a cool band or you know choosing something awesome on the jukebox or smoking pot somewhere like i'm not gonna it confuses me when people don't meet within their lifestyle like They're like, here's my lifestyle, and instead of meeting people in it, I'm going to create this alternate lifestyle on the internet and then... Yeah. do Something there. I don't. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, that is that is very weird. But the bar scene is not bad. So if anybody wants to go out for drinks at two p.m.
0: There you
2: go.
1: Well, then <laughs> it's like. But then everyone thinks here. you're an
0: alcoholic.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: right. It's too bad that you work this Friday, and and that sucks because I actually have an opening on a show where it's it's the speed dating, dating one, this speed I was dating at that show. We, I need. I was I'm, gonna. I need, need one more need guy for that, and especially this week. But. Uh, it's, I'm like, it's Friday, It's Friday's the big night. I, I can't believe you work every Friday night and every Saturday night. That's insane. It's like, it's like slavery.
1: It's It's been like this for the past five years, so. It's just you just get of, used to it's it. It's just kind of one of those things that you accept. Like I said, earlier, before the schedule was 10 to 6, so that was a little more reasonable. Sure. Um, but then even before that. when 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Yes. Even yeah, because
0: then you can hit a 6 o'clock open mic, no biggie. But then you'd have to drive up to the city exactly. to hit a six o'clock open mic at Brainwash Which, or again, wherever. No and then you drive back down for work at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And then you work till six in the morning. Yeah. Which, and then you sleep during the day.
1: Right. And right. you get up and do it all again.
0: Oh my gosh. You're a champion.
1: It's a struggle. This is what we do for the art. Wow, and I'm using art in the loosest interpretation. I hope
0: that your schedule changes soon, everybody. This has been some call me Tim. This has been Drew Medecki. On some call me Tim, look him up on Facebook. Uh, I I love that your last, two, your first recent pictures are of cats. So I felt like love cats. I love cats too. Cats, cats, cats. Bow to your alien overlords, everyone. Uh, and I'm glad we didn't mention that car company, but it's one of them that exists <laughs> and that you have to leave and go to work for because they own your balls pretty much uh yeah but thank you so much for being
1: Pam, here Pam I cannot tell you what a delight this must have been for you this was I this adore it is. Absolutely. I, this is a great time thank you yeah so much.
0: I love talking religion with everybody thanks so much for coming in this week uh next week let's see where well, I don't even have my thing in front of me so I have no idea who our guest is next week I never I never now I know it's all booked but it's uh, join us this Friday for uh, next the great little uh, speed dating thing hopefully maybe you can if you can call in sick because they're not going to listen to this if you feel <clears throat> like you're coming down with something <clears throat> you know tomorrow or
1: something keep eye on this space for more information
0: Right. just let me know on Friday if fantastic. you're so sick that you can't get into work because I'm sure that you'll be fine
1: I do a PTO to, 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 up,
0: so. to speed date
1: Fantastic. Right on. Drew and
0: Decky, it's been great. Everybody, have a good day. This has been Some Call Me Tim. Bye. Thank you.
2: Bye, then.